There is such a thing called conscious consciousness. In terms of consciousness. In terms of consciousness. What consciousness is. You're listening to Explain the Brain from the Mind Science Foundation. This week we have a special bonus episode. This is going to sound kind of harsh, but do you ever wonder why we do nice things for other people? Perfect strangers? Like, why do you hold the subway door for that man running for the train? Or why do you tap that woman on the shoulder to let her know that her backpack's open? To tackle that question, we turn to Paul Zak. Well, we turn to a Mind Science Foundation lecture by Paul Zak. He's a neuroeconomist at Claremont Graduate University. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to be here. About 10 years ago, Zach started wondering if there might be some biological mechanism behind human empathy. He was curious. Why people would engage in behaviors that are pro-social, that is, they help other people, even when they don't have to, even when nobody is looking. And I thought about this hormone called oxytocin. No one else had really spent much time looking at oxytocin in behavior. Oxytocin's not the most convenient hormone to study. It's primarily released on three occasions. Giving birth, breastfeeding, or sex. And call him chicken, but Zach wasn't going to have any of those going on in his lab. He went for something a little tamer, what he calls neuroeconomics experiments. Experiments that use money to tempt people with virtue and vice. His first experiment took two people. Zach would put them in separate rooms and give them both $10. The deal is, if the participants give each other their money, it triples in value. So the most money is made when both participants choose to give away all of their money. Then they can each walk away with 30 gifted dollars. But it doesn't always work that way. Once the first person has chosen to give away her money, the second person doesn't have to reciprocate. He can keep all the money she gave him and his original $10, and she'd just be the loser. So it's a real simple money exchange task that's thought to capture the notion of trust. Person number one gives up some of her money if she trusts person number two will return the favor. Zach measured oxytocin levels in person number two. The more money you were sent, the more your brain released oxytocin, and the more you tend to reciprocate. Oxytocin levels seem to go up when someone does something nice for you. And amped up oxytocin seems to motivate you to do something nice back. But this was all from just passive observation. So our next experiment was to get into the brain and manipulate oxytocin levels. Zach did that same experiment where participants had to trust each other to give away money. But this time, some participants got oxytocin up their nose first. This is probably a good time to clarify that oxytocin is different from oxycotton, that addictive pain med that people also inhale. But anyway, Zach found that by giving people extra oxytocin. Not only did we induce people to trust other people with their money at a greater rate, we more than doubled the number of people who sent all their money to a stranger. He found that even when he switched up the task so that giving away money couldn't benefit you at all, extra oxytocin still made people give away more money. Zach had found a way to induce altruism. Now he just needed a more practical way to do it. As much as I do carry oxytocin with me wherever I go, probably not appropriate to put liquid up people's noses. So Zach found other ways to externally manipulate people's oxytocin. He hired a masseuse. Human touch raised participants' oxytocin levels, and they gave away more money. He showed an emotionally moving movie about a boy and his father. Empathy raised participants' oxytocin levels, and they gave away more money. It's these feelings of empathy, these feelings that mirror others' emotions that raise our oxytocin levels that lead us to appropriate social behaviors. And for Zach, 
That answers the question of why we bother to be nice to each other. Oxytocin makes it so that if we have a meaningful interaction with one person, we're wired to treat the next person kinder in turn. Our brains are actually programmed to perpetuate positive interactions. And because oxytocin boosts can be passed from one person to the next, human society is physiologically motivated to spread kindness in a continuous loop. I still like the idea of improving relations with your enemies by handing them oxytocin nose spray. But the science says that just being nice to them should work pretty well, too. For Explain the Brain, I'm Audrey Quinn. This week, as far as listeners on SoundCloud, Mexico City, you're back on top, killing it. You can find more episodes of Explain the Brain also on iTunes and Stitcher. This is actually the second to last episode of this season. We'll be back next year. You can follow the Mind Science Foundation on Twitter to get updates about when the next season's coming up. That's at MindScienceFDN.